2: There's a life where I can say no to sin because I have the power of God in me. I can do the will of God. I can discern it. I can know it. I can understand it. I can be equipped to do it. And last, God didn't just come to give us salvation. As wonderful as that is, He came to give us abundant life. And many of us never enter that. We're not excited about it because we have Salvation Rest. That's not a place to stop.
0: You ever wonder what's next for you as a Christ follower? Even if you've been following Jesus for years, do you ever take a look at your journey and ask yourself, is this all there is? Pastor Mark will be teaching today about the life that God has for his children. You'll find out why the Israelites missed out on God's promises for them. You'll learn that the reasons they fell short may be the same ones holding you back from experiencing the abundant life that God said that you can have. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 4 as he continues his message, The Challenge to Rest.
2: Here's step number three. Remember the third word I told you? Enter. Rest, mix, enter. Enter by faith into the rest. It's not just this belief in the head and mix it into my heart. It moves me forward. It moves me. It enters me in. For instance, for the children of Israel, it eventually they step into the promised land. You entered in. I have to enter it into it. I have to begin to walk it out. Because Israel never entered in, they never ever attained all that God had for them. Now listen, a young married couple on their wedding night reserved a great honeymoon suite at a fancy hotel. They went up to the room. They were so excited. He carried her across the door. You know the whole deal. It was big and fancy when they went in that room. It was incredible. But as they looked around, there was no bed. Well, they kind of go like, what's up with that? Whatever. And they noticed there was a sofa. And so they thought, well, maybe. And sure enough, it made into this sofa bed. Well, they were going to go right down and complain. Something's wrong. Get the right room. But as you can imagine, on that night, they had a few other things in their mind. In the morning, they did get up. And they went to the front desk and complained. Said, we reserved the honeymoon suite for the special night. Didn't even have a bed. It had this funky sofa bed. The clerk looked at him, looked at the room key, puzzled, and he said, Well, while you were in your room, did you open the door inside your room? They said, You mean the closet door? He said, That wasn't a closet door. So they went back up to their room. They went into the room, past the sofa bed. And there was the door that they thought was a closet door. They opened the door, and as they walked in, this huge bridal suite. There was a king-size bed, a jacuzzi, Belgium chocolates, a large fruit basket, a beautiful flower arrangement, and the champagne that had been on ice, it was all melted. They'd missed out on everything that the hotel had arranged for them. Because they fail to do what? To enter the room. For us, it's very often the same. God has so much for us. We just fail to enter the room. Look at verse 3. Now we who have believed entered that rest, just as God has said. So I declared on my oath and my anger... They shall never enter my rest. And yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. And on the seventh day God rested from all his work. Here's a third kind of rest I want to talk to you about tonight. Creation rest. It's rest because of completion. Genesis 2-2, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his word. We know, according to this, that after the sixth day of creation, God rested. Now, God didn't rest because he was tired. He wasn't the one that came up with the saying, TGIS, thank God it's the Sabbath. <laughs> he, he wasn't tired. He rested, understand this. He rested because his work was completed. It was finished. What's the application for us? When we understand that we have a finished salvation, we can rest just like God rested. There's nothing left for God to do in my salvation, it's finished. It's a done deal. Now, there's an interesting part as I studied that. One commentator says this, and I love it. God's rest was interrupted by the entrance of sin into the world. Since that time, the rest has always been there. But God has been working ceaselessly with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Look at John 5, 17. Jesus said to them, My Father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. You see, the rest is there, but the world doesn't know about the rest. Why? Because of sin. So, our goal is to present the good news. Because our neighbors don't understand the completed work of Jesus Christ. And they can Be at rest. Verse 5. And again in the passage above it says, They shall never enter my rest. It still remains that some will enter the rest. And those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in, underline this in your Bible, because of their disobedience. So, unbelief leads to disobedience. If I don't believe that's true, I just do my thing. If you don't believe God's word is true, if you don't mix it with faith, if you don't believe it, you will have a life of disobedience. Adam and Eve didn't believe God. And because of that, their rest was interrupted. Remember, he's speaking to this small home group church. Don't ever think going back into the Old Covenant. All this that we're seeing in the Old Testament is a picture of the Old Covenant, which was simply a picture of the New Covenant coming. Remember, there never could be complete rest. And you'll see there never is perfect rest for us because we still have that sin nature. But the day coming, oh, it's coming. Well, look at verse 7. Therefore God again set a certain day, calling it today, when a long time later he spoke to David, As it was said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would have not spoken later about another day. See, really, Moses didn't lead the people into rest because of unbelief. Joshua finally did lead them into the land of rest. But they never accomplished. They never really had all that God wanted for them because they disobeyed. Very often they thought, well, God, we just wiped that city out. We can do it without you in the next city. You remember the story after story after story after story. Then later, David says there was a future rest that was possible. If Joshua had found the full rest, then today you can enter the rest would have absolutely no meaning to us. It would make no sense. So David, when he's writing in Psalm 95, he's writing about a future event because obviously in the Old Testament, the fullness that was found in Christ never happened until Jesus Christ came. Listen to this. This is a difficult chapter in many ways. Listen to this. Put your thinking cap on for a second. Although Joshua led the people into the promised land, God still promised a rest to come after they were in the promised land. Thus, there's a promise of real, real rest. It's not the promised land. It's not the creation rest. It's not the Canaan rest. It's Christ's rest. And we have the privilege of entering into that. Now remember, this rest can be defined as entering into all that got it. It's not just like this. Oh, I got the peace of God. No, it's way more than that. That's part of it. So... Before Jesus left this earth, he promised something. The fourth kind of rest. And this is the rest that I think is so incredibly pregnant with possibilities for all of us. It's called everyday rest. I just named it that. It's physical and spiritual rest as we grow in our faith and mature in our walk with God. Remember, before Jesus left the earth, he said this to his disciples. John fourteen seventeen, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him for He lives with you and will be in you. John seven thirty. Whoever believes in Me, as the Scripture says, streams of living water will flow from within Him. So the rest that God has for me is much different than the Promised Land. Don't confuse the Promised Land with a picture of heaven. The promised Land was not a picture of heaven. Heaven, there's no sin. There's no battles. There's no fights. The Promised Land was always the Spirit-filled life. It was more to be accomplished. Some of the individuals had a glimpse of it, but most of the children of Israel never even entered that. So notice, when I have salvation rest, that is not the end. We talked about this again on Monday night in our meeting. As you know, we're getting ready to start the Jump Start. It'll be the third Sunday here at the 1045 service every month and the fourth Sunday at Vieira. During their 1045 service. And if you have new believers. You know of new believers. People that have come to the Lord in the last few months. And they've never been. This is a one and a half hour class. that's going to be dynamite by the elders. Answering the common questions. And one of the things that we talked about. That I want to make sure got in there. And it's already going to be in there. Remember the Christian lifestyle is not an event. It's a lifestyle that moves on and on and on. Into this Maturity and walk with the Lord. So God doesn't just have for us salvation rest. I mean, that's incredible. Can't replace it. But we don't stop there. There's a life where I can say no to sin because I have the power of God in me. I can do the will of God. I can discern it. I can know it. I can understand it. I can be equipped to do it. And last, God didn't just come to give us salvation. As wonderful as that is, He came to give us abundant life. And many of us never enter that. We're not excited about it because we have salvation rest. That's not a place to stop. Understand that. God continues to want to fill us with His Spirit. He doesn't want to just give us this fire insurance. Listen to this. It's going to sound strange to you, but it's so true. I wrote this yesterday. Working in the strength of the Holy Spirit is restful work. That's why I don't believe in these books for pastors that are titled, Book for Burned Out Pastors. There's a problem if the pastor is burned out. Now, I can be tired. The pastors here can be tired. We can be, elders can be tired. Burned out? If I'm burned out, whose strength am I operating in? mine. Is there rest for a burned out pastor? No, there is not. Doesn't matter how much sleep. Because I've moved away from the will of God. See, I haven't entered in to all that God wants in my life. Not depending on circumstances. Now, verse 9. There remains there then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did. So here's the fifth one. This is where we're headed. None of us will achieve it, but we're headed there. It will happen to us one day, but not on earth. It's eternal rest or future rest. It's the final rest that's coming that we will experience in heaven. Why is it future? Because there's no more sin. Revelation fourteen thirteen. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, "Right, blessed are those of the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them. Even if you and I as Christ followers, it's very easy for us because of the world we live in to fall back into this old mentality that God's love And God's acceptance is related to how much we work. If I pray more, witness more, read my Bible more, then God will love me. Let me say something. God will not love you more or less. He loves you right where you are. Don't allow the enemy to steal that rest that God loves you where he's at. Now, it doesn't mean... He can't correct us. By the way, we'll get to Hebrews. When he does correct us, it's for a good because he does love us. All right. Now, let me just mention this. I got to go quick. Be careful. Some of you that have the prophetic kind of gifting—went with you all the gifts. Everything's black and white with you, and when you look at something. Everything's always critical. Didn't do this right, didn't do this right, didn't do this right, didn't do this. Right. That's good. We need that with a balance. Make sure you balance it with grace because you need to write this next statement out. Legalism will destroy your rest. If you're a legalistic person, if you're a prophetic person and there's no grace mixed with it, if you have it, if your prophetic wife and your husband is the same, whew, it's going to be tough in that home. If one of you hopefully has some grace. See, legalism destroys our rest Physical and spiritual. I've watched this happen over and over and over again in the last forty years of ministry. Be careful. Be careful. The whole book of Galatians was written about that. Don't let your negativity get in there. I'm better than this. This isn't right. I'm going to correct it. I'll be the one. I'll correct. And your rest is gone. It's just gone. Verse eleven. Let us. Now, here comes an oxymoron. It sounds strange to us. What's this whole thing been about? Just say it with me. Rest. I can finally just kick back and what? Rest. And then we get to verse 11. We go like, did the same guy write verse 11 as wrote the others? Well, let me read it to you. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. So that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. By the way, the word, some of your Bibles say, even worse than every effort. They say, labor. It's the work word. What does that mean in the original language? It means strive. Exert oneself. Be diligent. Be zealous. Doesn't that sound like an oxymoron to you? I should work hard so I can rest. But what does it really mean? Well, it's clarified by Philippians chapter 2. Dear friends, you always follow my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God, there it is, is working in you. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by his strength. It's not difficult. He's working in you, giving you the desire and even the power to do what pleases Him. The idea isn't that there is no longer any place for doing good works. The idea is that there is no longer any place for works as a basis of my righteousness. Certainly, God calls us to continue to believe and obey Him. So, if I'm going to be at rest and know that He's going to function in my life, There is no place for complacency. There is no place for drifting. There is no place for laziness. We need to go for it. Now, let me ask you to write one more thing. Unbelief destroys our rest, physical and spiritual. Not only does legalism do that, but unbelief does the same. As you and I think about rest... Let me just give you a couple of illustrations really quickly. One day, Peter was in prison. The next morning, Peter was scheduled to be killed. What do we find Peter doing that night? He's sleeping. How can that be? By the way, this is the same Peter that before, when Jesus was in the boat and there was a storm... Who was sleeping that time? Jesus. He was at rest in the middle of the storm because he knew God was in control. But what were the disciples doing? Ah! Now, how did that change from Peter to when tomorrow is his... How did it change? Spirit-filled Peter. No longer in his strength. Understood that he could be at rest. And he was entering in To the rest that God had for him. Two things we're going to do. Let me remind you of this one. Some of you here aren't saved yet. Look at St. Augustine. Everlasting God in whom we live and move and have our being. You have made us for yourselves. And our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So if you're not a Christian. Understand this. There is no rest apart. From a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you heard, never turn your life over to God. There is absolutely no rest apart from a personal relationship. You can work yourself to death. You can't work yourself to heaven. It's a done deal. It's already finished. Rest. Second, notice what the scripture says. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today would be the best time for any of us to have peace with God. Here's the last passage of verse Matthew 11, 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. See, it's his rest. It's all about a relationship with him. Enter. Rest. You have to mix that with faith to believe it. Whether you're going to a surgery tomorrow, or in the middle of chemotherapy, or your home isn't selling, or you can't make the payment on the next home, or your job is looking empty, or your kids are about to get a divorce, or you're going to the doctor tomorrow and you're unsure what's happening, you found the lump, Can we be at rest in spite of all that? Yes, rest is not a place. It's a person. His name is Jesus.
0: Today, Pastor Mark continued his teaching about finding and entering God's rest. You got to find out more aspects of that rest and how they affect your life. You also heard that, ironically, you have to do some work to be able to enter this rest. But at the end of time, you can take part in the final rest with God, in his kingdom with your brothers and sisters, free from sin. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching, The Challenge to Rest. Next time, he'll begin his teaching, The Living Word. As you might guess, the topic will be God's Word expressed to mankind through the Bible. Pastor Mark will be explaining why you need to listen to God in the first place, and why you can trust the Bible to be accurate historically and in its theology. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right.
1: is